Hi world, I'm Angela Konkin. And I'm your why guy, Jerry Visca. Welcome to our podcast. Inspiring one million whys, together. Woohoo! <laughs> so who's Jerry? Well, he's formally educated in architecture, a branding expert, author of 18 books, and today focuses all of his awesome creative energy on helping people answer the only question that matters. Why do I exist? Don't forget, love, I've also toured 11 countries inspiring thousands of people. Oh yeah, I forgot. And Angela happens to be the love of my life. Thanks, love. So, who's Angela? She's a trained life and leadership coach, but today focuses her energies not just on me, but on helping people train their brain through the power of meditation and, of course, touring the world with me on this inspiring mission of One Million Wise. I like to call myself the fluffy sidekick. Together, we're inspiring One Million Wise in the world. I help you ignite your deeper why, which of course I define as the world helped by you. And I help you live it, baby, by training and conditioning your mind. So this podcast is where we thought it would be cool to share more of us and the energy of this big, fat, audacious vision of inspiring one million whys. And how it all comes to life through this magical thing called why time. We'll also share how we do this together with each other, which is what I love. It's amazing. I love doing this with you, Jerry. But most importantly, this vision can only come to life together with you because we can't do it alone. And that's why we're sharing it. So thanks for tuning in. Welcome to podcast number 26. This is titled, Why We Can't Notice Our Life. So it's been a while since our last podcast recording, but since coming back from Tuscany, where we spent three months, we've been busy releasing the traveling manuscript, the second traveling manuscript. I've been busy with the creation of my Symphonies for the Mind, and a few other really lovely things, right, love? Yes, but we're happy to be back. We're back, and this conversation today is really near and dear to our hearts because of the energy that we have been creating with The Traveling Manuscript, Jerry's fourth transformational novel, The Life I Noticed. So, love, let's leap right into this. I'm ready this. to leap. Let's Are leap. Are you? Okay. I'm a leaper. Let's talk first about why it's so important to notice your life. I think we've got our back right up there and talk about the relevancy, especially in these times. So let's start on a global scale there. Why guy, why very, is it so important? I'm very excited about this podcast. I'm excited about how it integrates a lot of what our beliefs are and a lot of what our work is combined and what we're seeing in the world. I think from a global scale, we've been given these signs and we've been given these cues and we're being given this gift right now. And it might not look like it on the surface, but years from now, I'm hoping that we can look back and say, on a global scale, why are we not noticing? Why are we not noticing what matters? And I think the more and more that we aren't paying attention to the signs, the more that we're going to find ourselves as a global economy as a global family, let's just call it a family. I don't even like the word economy, but as a global family, we're more disconnected because we're not noticing. We're more isolated because we're not noticing. But the bigger one is 
is that we're trying to rush back to something that didn't work. Let's just face it, maybe some things did, but we're not noticing on a global scale what it really means to just stop and pause. And, and the importance of that, especially in these times, we're not noticing how our actions up until this point have been destroying ourselves, let's admit truth here, and also destroying our world. You know, there's a line that I wrote in this new transformational story, The Life I Noticed. Sometimes the old ways are the best. And it's through the simple pleasures that we notice our life. And I think there was a time when we used to really just notice what mattered. And we would focus on just being present. Maybe it was reading a book to the family instead of everybody going in their separate rooms to be on their phones and go on social media. Or we would sit around a radio. Now this is way before my time, but there was a moment where we really knew what mattered, where collectively we knew that by me not noticing it would impact you, by you not noticing it would impact our neighbor. And what's happening is on a global scale, the world is not noticing the life that we're meant to live. And what's happening, the result of that is, what's become more important is the pursuit of more. And on a global scale, what we're not noticing and why this topic is so relevant is we're not noticing how everything is interconnected and how what happens in one part of the world does impact us. How we're destroying different aspects of our world, polluting our world is impacting us. So by not noticing that, burying our head in the sand, it is not serving us as a human species. I believe that we're all connected. I believe everything is connected and everything is one. Mm. If we destroy our natural environment, that's gonna impact us. If we continue on this path, what we're gonna realize is the actual pursuit of what we thought mattered. In the end, it really doesn't matter because we'll lose it. And I think that if I was the soul of the universe saying, how do I shake humanity? How do I wake humanity up on a global scale? Because they're not waking up. Because we're not. And if we were, we wouldn't be finding ourselves in times where we're more unhealthy than ever. Uh, obesity on the rise. Poverty on the rise. Famine. War. Racial discrimination. Everything and everyone is impacted by this, this global discomfort. But if we start to step back and write a new story, and that's why I love stories, I think we've forgotten what it means to be human. And it's about bringing the being back into being human and writing a new story for the world. What if we all collectively, but it has to start with us individually, with what we're doing right now yes. on this podcast, through a symphonies for the mind meditation that helps you reading. Be, where we're all deciding to read together at a time when the world stopped. But instead of saying, well, this doesn't matter, I, I don't have time for that. But what if we're meant that thing to do is all about noticing what we're really meant to be and then allow these actions. And it's not about chasing and adding six more things onto our plate and adding five more websites because you have all these big ideas. It's about just coming back to why am I here? Why do I exist? What is that one beautiful, eloquent equation? I exist too. And it's just that simple. It's like the equation of the universe. 
It's just that simple. And I think that we've, because we're going so fast and it's causing a frenetic energy in the world and we all feel it. Mm -hmm. We all feel this need to, to get back on the patios, right? Well, I, I feel that around me in the people that I come across, even when I'm going down the elevator in our condo and I hear, oh, I can't wait till things get back to normal. And I'm thinking, and sometimes I'm outwardly sharing with this individual, what if we're not meant to get back to normal? What if that normal, quote unquote, is not serving us? So that's why the first part of this podcast, we wanted to really talk about, let's talk about why it's so important first to notice. Perhaps we're being called on a global scale. And there's many other spiritual and thought leaders that are in alignment with this that we're being called to notice for the very first time because we couldn't do that without this pause, without this stilling, to notice what matters. Let's get into love about what's happening to us on an individual level and why it's so important to notice. I think the more that we choose not to notice, the more we will continue to lose our way. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to get lost in the noise of the world because when you don't know why you're here, you'll get pulled into so many different directions and before you know it your life has passed you by i'm gonna amplify that a bit it's not that it's easy to get lost in the world you will get lost in the world let's just face it the well, world is even noisier than ever before you will well i think the world what has happened and we're all part of it we've allowed what we think is evolution we've allowed this rapid advancement and this accelerated pace to dictate how we should be living our lives and we're we're meant to just collectively pause and ask one another, what is the life that I'm meant to live? So I think how it impacts us on an individual scale is we're starting to drown in the weight of the world. There's this weight and I feel it on my chest. I feel it I in my too. breathing where if I'm not doing enough, if I'm not saying enough, if I'm not posting enough, we're losing ourselves through that chase and everybody feels it. I won't even get down to the, the corporate side because the corporations are, there's people that are benefiting from this rapid advancement and it, people are feeling left behind, they're feeling isolated, they're feeling disconnected more than ever because they don't have the latest app or they don't have the latest cell phone plan. There's just so much frenetic energy going on in the world that it's really literally taking a global discomfort that we're facing to shock us back into life. Well, it's almost like, hey, people are feeling overwhelmed and anxious and lost. How can we amp, these times can amplify that, have us feeling more overwhelmed, more lost, so we can continue to go down that path where we're chasing more, getting more, doing more, or we can really take this time to, and we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast, what we can do about this. Yeah, so the other things that we're feeling on an individual level is overwhelm. Mm -hmm. We're more overwhelmed than ever before. This reactive, we're becoming reactive, and that's, that's where we're really losing ourselves. When you become reactive and you're not driving your own life, and you're not driving that, that life that you really desire to live. And I love capturing that in this news story, The Life I Noticed, where the heroine, for, which really represents the energy of the world for the first 49 years of her life she just lost herself through the pursuit of more 
and to the point where she just doesn't remember, she doesn't know what it's all for any longer. When what she really longs for, like all of us, is to connect to a more meaningful life. So that is really the theme of this conversation, why we can't notice our life, why it's so important. And it is what has led Jerry to the writing of these transformational novels. He's on his fourth now, having just released the manuscript. Who does that? The Life I Noticed. We've got it on a very special, beautiful site, available digitally because that's a great way to access it for these times. But what's really led Jerry to become a transformational novelist, I have to talk about this because this is super magical, to write these transformational novels is all the thousands of why time he's been doing and gifting to people. It's this, so what's why time? We've talked about it in earlier podcasts. It's this beautiful one-on-one conversation with your soul. That is transformational. So what Jerry has been creating in these one-on-one beautiful soulful conversations is the ability to help someone once again connect with their soul. He calls himself or they call him the why whisperer because in that beautiful creation of that conversation Jerry is able to help someone once again connect with what they're passionate about. Connect with their deeper purpose and the outcomes that their soul is really seeking. And the reason why why time is so beautiful is because we've been in this rush and haste and state of doing for so long. For some of us, probably since the age of five, we just don't know how to listen to our soul. We don't know how to connect with it. Despite the self-help age, hey, six easy steps to live in your passion and your purpose, it doesn't work that way. It is really a deeper listening. And that's what has caused Jerry all this why time that he's done, all these conversations with someone's soul has caused him to write these transformational novels that are wrapped around these themes that he's been listening to. The fact that people can't notice their life, but they really have a deep desire. So why time is a conversation with your soul, which is really a conversation with if you want to put it this way, God and the universe itself. It's beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing all that. That's beautiful to hear. For me to have become this listener of the soul, I had to first notice. And I have to to really live that. And I had to live that. I had to notice what mattered. And what what I was noticing was the chase and the pursuit and everything that I was trying to build. And it all started from this world of architecture and this world of building and being lost in all of that, all of that chase is that I had to deconstruct my life. So I had to first live that. I wouldn't been able to have returned to my deeper core, to my deeper reason for being if I didn't deconstruct my life. And along with that, the catalyst really was discomfort. And the discomfort was so intense that I, I arrived at the point that said, why am I really here? What am I seeking? And what I was seeking was to inspire others to listen to the only sound that matters, their soul. But I didn't pay attention to mine for the longest time. Like most of us, I wasn't listening. I wasn't slowing down. I wasn't stopping. I I kept thinking someday I'll I'll get to that when I retire, then I'll eventually just sit on a beach. But that's not what it's about. I think it's just about 
letting go of everything that's gotten you up to this point and just surrendering to the fact that there's something bigger going on there's a bigger picture and if I can just go inside if I can go in then I'll start to grow within the life that I meant to live and that isn't by adding more to your plate it's just by pausing and it's noticing it's noticing in a way that you're not just noticing with your eyes love you're noticing with your heart your feelings your your soul you're listening with all of it even though you're a meditation expert even though if I could be so bold you shared with me this morning that I'm struggling to feel right now mm -hmm. I've been going through a little bit lately I think it's a lot for me feeling the energy of the world like I really feel it and so truth is in my own meditation practice which is really vital for me and I know that even though it's been I've had a little bit of a more difficult time going within in the last few days it is still benefiting me but I what I'm feeling is the energy the frenetic energy around me and if I don't pause and still I will easily get caught up in that. Okay, so this ties into the last part of what is the impact on the individual for not noticing and it's being unwell. Hmm. You just will find that your, your body will start to resist because again, that's discomfort. It's your soul's way of urging you to stop and notice. So again, once again, returning to what's led Jerry to writing these beautiful transformational novels and for some of you out there listening to this podcast that may be thinking, well, that's nice. I don't really read novels. I'm more into the self-help and leadership books. Hey, I get you. I was all about that. Literally a personal self-help junkie. My bookshelves filled with them. And I still love that genre of books. But what I've really learned to value and appreciate even more so is how we really transform as human beings through the power of story in particular inspiring stories transformational novels where we can find ourselves in that heroine or hero and that captures the human condition so it's not this give it to me straight tell me what I need to know it almost allows you or it does allow you to find those answers within. I kind of want to get away from these labels. We call it a novel because, hey, that's what the literary uh, family calls it. It's a transformational experience. It's, a, it's an experience. It's a story. Through a story, it's an experience. So it's not so much about getting hung up on, on what kind of book it is, okay? It's about, I've decided that to start to notice my life, I realize that my deeper calling was to help people answer the only question that matters. Why am I here? Through listening and noticing, I decided to conduct these soulful conversations with people, which is called Why Time, this one-on-one -on -one conversation with your soul. And I'll tie this into what, why it's not just about a novel, is that people are expressing, I want to feel my life. I can't see my life. I, there was a time when I knew what mattered. I can't notice. And the list goes on. I want happiness. I want to connect to something more meaningful. And when they go deeper that way and they just surrender to what they're feeling, they're starting to notice what matters. I decided that after years of, of writing a lot of 
either whether it was a blog or whether it was a global talk, whether it was a self-help book, because that's what we call them. I just decided that through a transformational story where I could take the energy of all this white time and what the world is feeling and write it in such a profound way that actually does the same thing that white time does to them. White time makes them feel and cry and laugh. And, and I always ask them, why is this fun for you? Even though they're in tears and snot stripping down their nose, <laughs> because it's the first time where I'm feeling what matters. First time I'm so feeling alive. I decided that I want to capture that in such a moving way that we have to call it something and it's a transformational experience more than it is a novel or a book. It just happens to be in that format. Well, I like what you're saying, love, because in this world we have we have a tendency to need to label everything. And in particular with the literary world, it's this or it's that, it's not this. But I love that you are capturing these pieces of work as transformational experiences, which is why with the Traveling Manuscript, we've released it to the world. So you can read it, you can be part of it, you can comment on the document itself. We're getting on live on social media every morning to read to you. So it's an experience. We want to help you feel something. This comes back to why a story. We've forgotten that humanity has evolved through stories. That's how we transcended generations of wisdom through through elders and leaders and caves and paintings on walls is the telling of the story. And we've gotten away from the telling of the story because it takes time to tell that story. It takes time to write that story and to share it. But we, again, if a fast paced world, a frenetic world where it's, I'd rather just spend hours and hours posting a story, which is ironic because it's not a story. And they call it, social media calls it your story. It's not your story. It's just a way to keep you in the noise of the world. But when we start to see that we evolve from story and then we lose ourselves and find ourselves, sometimes you have to be lost. You have to lose yourself so you can be found. If this was working, if this, this demand to get back to normal was working, and all this debt in the world was working. If the pursuit of more was working. That sums it all up, the pursuit of more. If all that was working, then why is the world isolated? Why is the world unhealthy? Why is the world financially bankrupt, emotionally bankrupt? Why is the earth at, at a pivotal point of it can't sustain itself? Why is the world spiritually bankrupt? Mm -hmm. So it begins with you deciding, I want to notice my life. Not just notice, oh, the blinds are blowing this morning and aren't my flowers growing really well or I'm noticing my BMW. No, I'm talking about noticing that you are meant to live a more spiritual life. There's a life that you're meant to live. And when you start to look through your life through a different lens, that it's not just about the physical and stop looking through your life with just your eyes and start to feel again and allow that discomfort to guide you and say, this isn't working, so let's deconstruct it. Deconstruction, I always love the term in architecture, it's the examination of a thing that no longer works. So you're taking it apart so you can then reconstruct it. So you're taking the, the lessons, the learnings of your life and the journey and you're moving forward with, this is how I want to live. And we're, I love how we're constantly doing that in our own lives, love. We're keeping the bigger picture of what we wish to experience 
what really matters for us, the difference that we wish to create and experience in the world, and saying, okay, what aspects of our life serve and support that, and what aspects of our life perhaps need to fall away. And we're in this constant state, beautiful state, evolving state of simplification, so that that which does not serve and support that, and I don't think we have much of that left, because we've been on this path for a while, really naturally falls away so that it just serves us to live this deeper why so that every single day of our lives we are being and doing that one thing that fills us up so that if that is our last day that is just the most beautiful way of existing and being so there's a few questions that i ask a why timer that ties into on an individual level how will this help me notice my life and some of the, the profound questions that i ask are First of all, what is it you're truly seeking? And when you really sit down and really pause on that, what is it that my soul is truly seeking? And allow the answers to show up. And it'll, you'll go through a few different things, but when you drill down to the more meaningful, deep spiritual feelings, you'll see what will show up will amaze you. It will bring you to tears. For me, when I asked myself that question years ago, it did bring me to tears because I was seeking to be inspired, to be in spirit. It was at a time when I was not inspired, nor was I inspiring. The, the other question is, what do you need to release? There's something that no longer serves you. It's not serving your higher self. And you're the one that's constructed it, like it or not. You've also been swallowed up in the world of noise and the world of more. I think I was, I'm gonna start writing a children's book called The World of More. The land of more, that's what I was going to call it, because we're in the land of more. What I like about the gift of why time and you asking people those profound questions, love, during why time, is they're able to, in that moment, answer it, begin answering it from a different place. A well, place, yeah, they're, they're trying to answer it with their rational mind at well, first. Well, before, you might come across those questions in different ways, but you're answering it with your head. You're answering it being all caught up in all the external stuff that we've been talking about, the more, the chase. But during that why time conversation, when Jerry asks you, what is it that you're really seeking? Then all of a sudden, in that stillness, in that space, you begin to hear the whispers of your soul. Jerry begins to hear it. It's very difficult to hear the whisper. It's mm -hmm. so faint. That's why I call it a whisper. Yeah. And it's not the kind of thing you'll find in a self-help book or on the latest Netflix show. We're not taught this. See, we're not taught in school that we actually have this soul that has been given and granted this beautiful, miraculous gift at the time before time where it's been given this reason for being. Now, how will you experience this reason for being? Through the physical world, where you'll be able to play and laugh and work and create. create and all these wonderful things. And it's through that, that's why life is such a gift. And that's why I call time, the true definition of time, as the gift of life in the present moment. Because without time, we can't bring this to life. It's, it's taking something that never existed from nowhere to now here. And that comes alive by receiving and that that's the other thing that I ask a why time or after we get into what do you need to release what do you need to receive what is it inside you that you're finally ready to bring into your heart for me it was to listen 
listen with the intent to understand. Well, I love that love. And what I love about this transformational novel, The Life I Noticed, that we're weaving into this conversation, obviously, is this heroine has just gone through a near-death experience. It took that after 49 years of losing herself in the pursuit of more to really defibrillate and wake up. This year in The Life I Noticed, she finally deconstructs and wakes up and she is finally going through the discomfort because often you have to go through the discomfort of really living and noticing the life that you're meant to live. Well, what's beautiful about what you just said, and, and this is how the individual side of noticing ties to the global side. The greater message in this novel isn't that Lily is deconstructing and reconstructing her life. It's by the very act of choosing to consciously do so, she impacts others around her. Totally. And see, that's what this new ROI for the world that I define as reach out and inspire. We think it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about my life. But the very act of you shining your light, the very act of you living your deeper why, this is the world helped by you, W-H-Y, because you're inspiring others around you to do the same. Which is why I love the definition of your deeper why, the world helped by you. Imagine one million of us waking up to how the world is helped by you and then creating, beginning to create this new ROI for the world where we just naturally from that new state of being, not a state of doing, a state of being, we just can't help but wish to reach out and inspire others. And we're seeing that with Y-timers all around us, love. They can't help but wish that for others and wish to inspire others as Lily does in this book. Mm -hmm. She just mm -hmm. is starting to live her deeper why and she is starting to reach out and inspire well, it's, others. It's so beautiful because of course you'll be swept up into the story of, of Lily and you're cheering her on. But what's really emotional is knowing that the life that she's noticing isn't just her life, it's another. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so beautiful and touching is when you start to see that you have that ability to inspire others to create heaven on earth. That we all have this ability to create heaven on earth. And that we're not so alone and isolated as we think. That's when we'll truly move the world in the what will become a new normal, a new story for the world. And I, I'm excited about having been here in this time to have witnessed that. Yeah. So I think the subject matter of today's podcast, why we can't notice our life, has really been captured in the first part of our conversation. Let's talk about why it's so important. We can't notice our life because we're so in the haste of rushing and getting back to normal and into that state of perpetual doing. But let's get into a few things that we can do right now, love. Some of the meaningful actions, I, the first one would be just going deeper. Going deeper. Now that's going to be different for everyone. What will it take for you to go deeper? Now will it happen when you wait till the entire day is, is finished and you, you know, you're in that borderline coma state, comatose state? No. Maybe it's going to be carving out time to meditate with Angela in the morning. A very profound way of meditating. Maybe it's going to take going deeper through visualizing your life when you're asking yourself, what am I seeking? Yeah, when you talk about a profound way of meditating, maybe it's a way of meditating that, hey, you're not just checking it off your list like another to-do, but this is becoming a way of being for you. So some of these 
ideas and actions we're presenting you with, it's just about what speaks to you. What really speaks to me is to read, not only to myself, I'm a become a ferocious reader to become a better novelist. I have to be, to be a better inspired publisher, I just have to read more. But what I love is about what is it that you're reading? So I'm not talking about flipping through magazines endlessly. What I'm talking about is maybe choosing to read to your spouse or your partner or your parent or your loved one, your child, mm -hmm. and say, hey, for the next couple months, let's join in on this global activity of reading this story called The Life I Noticed. And it's, let's just say, the day the world just noticed. <laughs> and let's just read a few pages a day together. Whatever it takes to pause. So it's about pausing the frenetic energy. And that's not going to happen through, through chasing it. And reading is a beautiful way to pause. A long time ago, all we had was these beautiful books that we would read. We didn't have all the noise of the world. One thing that Jerry and I love to do is we'll, we might watch a, a really lovely movie in the evening, but then we pause and we go read before we fall asleep. So that's a, just a beautiful, find your way of pausing, find your way of going deeper. What the world is calling for us now is to go deeper. That's why everything Jerry and I are wishing to create around our vision of inspiring one million wise is how can we take people deeper we've even been talking with the experience of the traveling manuscript now that people are getting through the first section hey let's dive deeper into the spiritual wisdoms yeah, another action is if you haven't had why time the reason I encourage you to get why time is first of all it's the greatest gift we could ever give a fellow human being is the one of self-awareness and the reason that I encourage you to get the why time is if I always have every why timer right out there why on this little card on a little note posted everywhere because if you use the deeper why I exist to fill in the blank and I do fill in that blank with you by the way your soul and I fill it in for you so your rational self doesn't have to worry about it but using the why as your filter so when you start to ask yourself what do I need to release and you're looking back at your why this is what I'm seeking this is what I exist why I exist because what you're seeking is also what you're becoming. What you're seeking is what you want for the world. This is the marriage, the beautiful marriage and the coupling, the pairing of the deeper why, is people don't realize that the outcome of your life, what I, what I want to experience most is also what I'm seeking. See, I wanted the world to feel inspired. I was seeking it. That's the deeper why. That's why I called the world help by you. Well, I love how you've said your deeper why becomes that filter that lens and I know over the years as I have gone deeper in living my deeper why I've had all these things come at me like everybody else but it allows me to remove constantly just chip away and focus on that one thing that really helps bring that to life another way of really noticing is when you start to decide what is going to bring value to me so when you start to value your time, I'll give an example. Spending two and now three months in Tuscany with Angela, noticing. I'm not talking about touring all like a tourist. I'm talking about planting our ass in the vineyards and <laughs> savoring and noticing and just being one with the harmony of nature. I can't explain the feeling of how soulful it is. That's why I'm able to write these transformational experiences. But see, that took Angela and I years ago 
to do exactly what we're saying, to deconstruct our life, to allow us to be there. Because if that wasn't, there was a time when I thought, oh my God, there's no way I could spend a week in Italy. Are you crazy? Two weeks would be max. And even then, it would have to be somehow fit in somewhere. But what happens if that became the driving thing? Mm -hmm. That was the priority. Well, then we started asking ourselves the question, how do we really want to live? How do we really want to live knowing that we will die, that life is brilliant and brief? If anything, that's what these times are bringing forth. So I think it's about the last action is, is looking at the pattern of your life and starting mm -hmm. to disassemble this pattern because we're human beings that are designed to, we're, we're conditioned by habitual patterns, right? It's habitual nature. If you do something over and over and over again, you'll keep doing it. Some of us call that insanity. We just keep doing it. We don't even know why we're doing it. But when you start to re-examine, deconstruct your life, again, with that why lens, that maybe this pattern of my life isn't serving me. Maybe driving to work in the dark, coming home to work in the dark, maybe doing all this doing just to satisfy the banks and the corporations and the institutions and maybe it's and the government maybe it's not about that maybe. maybe it's about now looking at my life saying with the little time i have left what is it that i am ready to become yeah who will i become that's why angela and i love taking only a few people on this train with us because it's not about more with us we only take a few whether it's a why book like we're writing the book of connection that's coming up with 11 white timers that really want to heal the world and want to connect to something bigger or whether it's the book of no regrets that's coming up where it's the first and the only book that I'll ever create around bridging the transformational novel experience and letting someone write about what they're feeling so so they can help others so they can help others or whether it's Angela and I helping ignite 11 Y coaches every year, helping them become a Y coach or taking them with us on this beautiful journey of noticing mm -hmm. in places like Tuscany, what I believe is the most soulful place and uh, one of the most soulful places on the planet. And I'll tell you what makes it soulful for me is a place that can still look like it did a thousand years ago blows my mind because we, we've seen pictures where a thousand years ago that same rutted road was there. A thousand years ago that same villa was still there. And they have this thing where it's not about chasing more. Even during the pandemic, when Angela and I would line up very graciously, patiently to get into our little grocery store, nobody was hoarding. No. Nobody was racing out with, with what I heard massive uh, in North America, toilet paper so we could wipe our ass. Uh, heaven forbid, during a pandemic, as long as I can wipe my ass, that's what matters most. That wasn't happening. What was happening was this beautiful harmony, getting only what I need. I she laughed because everywhere I look, I see these giant toilet paper um, bundles in people's trunk. And when I heard that, there was no toilet paper left. I'm thinking, so at the end of the world, I'm going to wipe my ass and that's okay. Really? That's that's. <laughs> That's all that matters. We're ending on a good note there, love. <laughs> so. But what I think the bigger picture of what you were sharing in Italy, we just saw this. You're going to laugh again, aren't you? I might laugh again. There was. Hey, love, we can wipe our ass today. <laughs> okay. People were going through discomfort for sure. But in that part of the world, 
for some reason, maybe because it's so connected to older ways of being, slower ways of being. People just slowed and stilled and there was a little bit more of uh, an acceptance of what was going on. And together we'll get through this and we'll figure it out. It'll be okay. And it was, it was really a beautiful thing to witness. So I think what we've been trying to convey and inspire you with on today's podcast titled, Why Can't We Notice Our Life? is the value. Why is it even important to notice your life to begin with? For those of you who might be thinking with your rational mind, why do I need to notice my life? I hope you've received something from that. And then also through all of Jerry's beautiful, magical why time. That's really the way I capture it because when I witness someone receiving why time, it brings me to tears. It's like I can feel that person on the other end of the line, their soul waking up. It's so beautiful. So, and then to inspire you with the power of a transformational story. And what if we all got back to that? And then giving you a few ideas on how you can begin to notice your life. It's been fun, love. I love it. Wishing you all a day of noticing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.